Welcome to the Stirring Hearts Podcast. My name is Lori Adams, and I'll be your host. I'm a wife, mom, and mima to four little angels. You know, in all the years that I've been in ministry, ministering to women has truly been my passion. The Lord has given me a heart to inspire, encourage, and impact women just like you. The Stirring Hearts Podcast is designed to stir up your heart into a deeper, more intimate relationship with Jesus. Jesus, the lover of your soul, not to stir your emotions, but to stir the spirit of God that dwells inside you. And by doing so, we will learn to live out the greatest commandment given to us by Jesus, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. My prayer is that your hunger for Jesus will go stronger every time you listen to this podcast. So join me today, sisters, as we stir our hearts for personal revival. Well, hey, sweet sister, welcome to episode 11 of the Stirring Hearts podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. Well, we are officially four weeks into the new year. It is so hard to believe. Seems like just a few days ago, we were in the busyness of the Christmas holidays. And it doesn't take long for the newness and freshness of the new year to subside or wear off. We get back into our routine and before long, we can sometimes get into a mundane mindset. What I always pray for this podcast is that as we stir our hearts to the Lord and his ways, we never lose sight of the new mercies he gives us each and every day. That is a promise to cling to. So whether you are doing great or struggling with your efforts in the new year, remind yourself that when you're in relationship with Jesus, every day is a new day to celebrate the goodness and faithfulness of God. All right, let's get started. The title of today's podcast is, What's Your Chariot? I pray this title has piqued your interest, even just a little. The topic for today is one that we could probably do a few podcasts on. However, that is not my goal. My prayer is that today's podcast alone will stir all our hearts to really do some genuine soul searching. (laughs) Okay, now before you check out on me, hang on, because here's some great news. As daughters of our Abba Father, he will take the lead on this soul searching venture. He has a way of infusing his love, grace, and truth as only he can. When we humbly come before the Lord, he responds to that humility. Here are a few verses, our stirring scriptures, I want us to have in the forefront of our minds as we go through the podcast. Psalm 139, 23 through 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. James 4, 6, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. James 4, 10, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. Okay, with those verses in mind and our heart posture ready, let me explain a little more what I mean by asking you the question, what's 
your chariot. Let me do that by starting off with our main scripture. It's found in the Psalms. Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Well, there it is, our word, the chariot. You might be asking, well, what does the chariot have to do with all the soul searching that you're asking of me? Well, let's talk about a chariot for a moment, especially in biblical times, times of war back then. An army's chariot could make all the difference in the world. Listen to this quote that I read recently in a devotion regarding all of this. The speed and horsepower of a well-trained team of chariots and horsemen could overwhelm infantry in the ancient world. So it was tempting for a relatively small nation like Israel to look to their more powerful neighbors like Egypt or Assyria when trouble came. That's the end of the quote. So this quote takes us back to our main verse. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. This psalm, Psalm 20, was most likely sung before battles. It's a prayer asking for the Lord's blessing. And verse 7 declares what they put their trust in, not in chariots or horses, but in the name of the Lord, their God. Now, anytime I hear the word chariot, especially when I'm reading the Bible, oh, I think of a very famous story told to us found in Exodus 14. You know the story. Pharaoh has finally let the Israelites go. And as they make their way out of Egypt, they come to a difficult place where they are camping, the Red Sea. Pharaoh has, at this point, he's just decided, okay, I don't want them gone. I want the Israelites back. He feels like he's made a mistake. So he goes after them. Exodus 14, six through seven says this. So Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops. He took with him 600 of Egypt's best chariots, along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with its commander. I mean, just reading these verses, you can hear the power behind it. But we know what happened to all those 600 plus chariots and the troops along with them. The Lord miraculously parts the Red Sea. The Israelites cross over on dry land to safety. But as all of Pharaoh's horsemen and chariots make their way across going after them, the parted Red Sea now begins to crash down on them all. The entire army of Pharaoh, chariots, horsemen, and all were destroyed. There were no survivors. Not one chariot made it out. (laughs) I pray you have some great visuals in your mind's eye. There's no doubt this army of Pharaohs had trust in their chariots and horses to overtake the Israelites and bring them back to Egypt. But that's not what happened. The thing they had put their trust in failed them miserably and even cost them their lives. 
Now you probably get the idea of what my question I asked you at the beginning of the podcast means, right? The question, what's your chariot? Well, this is another way of asking, what do you put your trust in? What's your chariot? This is the part where the soul searching comes in. Listen, life is busy and we can get lost in paying attention to things that really don't matter. But if you genuinely want a closer relationship and more intimate relationship with Jesus, this question must be asked and the soul searching must take place. Not in a condemning way, but in a convicting and truth-filled way. All right, let's break it down. What are some examples of what our quote-unquote chariots could be? Remember, a chariot is anything and everything we put our trust in other than the Lord. Well, I think it's safe to say that money can be a chariot. It's probably at the top of the list. A spouse, family, friends, your parents, your health, a job, your children, an education or degree, where you live, your 401k plans and investments, how much money you must retire on, even a religion. Think about that one because it's true. Or finally, yourself. That's a big one. Truly, the list could go on and on. But let's be clear, none of these things are bad in and of themselves. But if they are what we put our trust in, Houston, we have a problem. And the only way we can really know this is by asking the Lord to show us, search me, O God, and know my heart. We don't do the searching. He is the one that can show us our true heart. Listen, I get it. That can be a scary prayer or request because the Lord is faithful and he will show you. In these podcasts, I truly try to be very open and transparent with y'all. I have prayed this prayer and ask this of the Lord. I have struggled with what the Lord has shown me about myself. As I've asked him to show me, Lord, what is my chariot? What do I tend to put my trust in other than you? At times, it's been so painful for me to see and to deal with. But God, (laughs) remember, these are the two most powerful words in the English language. But God. Being so full of mercy and love continues to guide me and lead me through this search my heart journey. Let's be real. We need this every single day. He has shown me my true heart, my chariot, if you will, which has been painful and difficult to see. But at the same time, he's been also showing me his love, mercy, and kindness. Only he can work in this way. Truth and grace. Sister, this is how we grow. This is how our hearts become more and more like Jesus, and our relationship with him becomes deeper and more intimate. Okay. Truth be told, one of my chariots, notice I made it plural, because let's be real, we probably have more than one. But my main chariot, 
oh, it tends to be me, myself. I put trust in myself. Ugh. Even saying it out loud can be painful. And the thing that's so crazy is that I really do know on some level that I don't have that much power and I make a horrible savior. But for some reason, I tend to think that I can control everything, or at least I try to, especially if I do everything just right, that there's these formulas. And if I follow them just right, oh, everything will be okay. <laughs> uh, even as I say these words out loud, they sound so crazy. But so, but for so long, that's been my chariot and was my chariot. The Lord has really done some mighty work in me over the last several years. I now see it for what it is. I'm aware of it. The Lord has answered my prayer and he has shown me. So every time I start to get into that chariot of self or any other chariot I might have, I repent. Yes, I repent. I mean, I get it. That seems like such a simple action, but true repentance brings healing and refreshing. Acts 3.19. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Now, in case you are wondering why we should start with repentance, well, the truth of the matter is we need to call our chariot what it really is, an idol. <laughs> yes, an idol. That word seems more harsh and dark, right? Well, it's because we are clearly commanded in scripture to have no other idols or God before the Lord. Exodus 23 through 4. You must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. These words are part of the Ten Commandments. You see, in ancient culture, they literally did have carved images that they would worship. And because of that, the word idol can throw us off in modern day America. But trust me, idolatry, oh, it's alive and well. Just turn on your TV and watch any sporting event. Don't even get me started. And that's just one example. So what is a modern day definition of idolatry? It's this. It's anything you love, treasure, prioritize, identify with, or look to for need fulfillment outside of God. Sister, this really is something to take very seriously and not shirk at. Paul David Tripp says it this way, You and I don't need to be rescued only from the idols around us. No, we need to be rescued from our idolatrous heart. Ouch. It's always about the heart. It's from that place that everything else flows. I've said it in previous podcasts. That's what the Lord goes after, our hearts. That's what needs changing. He created it. He knows it better than we. And he also knows how to heal it and deliver it from idolatry to make it new and to be more like Jesus 
Because you see, whatever our chariot or idol is, it becomes the very thing we worship. That's just truth. Listen to Paul David Tripp again. Everything we do is the product of worship. We are always giving our hearts to something. And if it's not God, it's something God created. All of this takes place in the little moments of our lives. And for that, we need moment by moment grace. End of quote. This is why we start with repentance. It brings deliverance. True godly repentance has power. It is vital that as the Lord begins to show you your chariot or idol, you do the very same thing. You repent, you cry out, and you ask the Lord to help you in this area. Do not try to fix this in your own strength. This is internal work. This is spiritual work. Heart surgery done by the great physician and the Holy Spirit that lives inside you will help you as you humbly come before him. But it takes time, sister. However, once you become aware of your chariot and idol, you now have the responsibility to seek after the Lord for help. There's no remaining in the chariot. The beauty in all this is that this is what it means to be in relationship with our Heavenly Father. He is Lord in every area of our lives, and we follow His lead through Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Trinity working in a beautiful spiritual rhythm to cleanse and renew our hearts. And the Lord is faithful to complete the work He begins in us. Philippians 1.6 And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue His work until it's finally finished on the day when Jesus returns. Sister, every morning when you and I wake up, we have so many choices and decisions set before us as we embark on the new day. I suggest that if the very first decision we make is right, it sets the course of the day on a much better path. That decision or choice is, will we get into one of our chariots today? Or will we humbly submit and surrender to the Lordship of King Jesus in our lives, putting all our trust in him? And the only way to not get into the chariot is to spend quiet time with the Lord and in his word every single day. Make it a priority. Determine that all your chariots need to fall apart because all they can do is leave you feeling broken and miserable. But it doesn't have to be that way. The closer and more intimate we become with Jesus, our Savior and Redeemer, we come to realize that no chariot or idol can ever replace the love grace, mercy, and kindness of our Heavenly Father. We see our hearts that are made to worship, that they can be completely and utterly satisfied and at peace as we climb into the presence of the Lord and let Him have His rightful place, our one true God. 
Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, oh, how desperately we need you. Today we pray, Lord, that you would search all our hearts. Help us to see what we put our trust in other than you, Lord. Fill and flood our hearts with the power of the Holy Spirit to do his mighty work in and through us. I pray for this sweet sister listening today. Would you walk her gently through as she chooses you over any chariot she might have in her life? Give her the gift of repentance and let beautiful times of refreshing come as she spends time in your word and in your presence. We love you so much, Jesus, and we thank you for your redemptive work on the cross. And it's in your precious name that we pray. Amen. Well, that's all for today. Thanks so much for being here. I pray the Holy Spirit has truly stirred your heart and the intimacy between you and Jesus has grown deeper. Be sure to follow and download the Stirring Hearts podcast so you never miss an episode. We drop a new episode every week. You can also leave a review, which helps this podcast reach more women. And make sure to connect with me on social media and my website. The links are located in the show notes. May the Lord bless you and stir your heart as you diligently seek and love him. And remember, sister, you are never alone and we are always better together.